Hello and welcome back to Screen Queens. I'm really sorry, guys. It's been a couple weeks. We've had some problems, specifically technical difficulties. Also, college is hard. Yes. As <laughs> always, we have the lovely Miss Gabby. And we got me, I'm T. So, guys, we did do Game of Thrones. We but need we, to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> but we did lose part of it, so we're re-recording the intro. We're re-recording the first part. <laughs> Yeah. You will hear me screaming later on, but for this first part, I'm tired. It's been a month. So, <laughs> so a lot of theories went over. Um, a lot of theories died. Clegane Bowl happened, and it was spectacular to behold. I'm on, I'm on board the hype train. Um, you will hear me complain, and I have some theories of my own. Listen. I make sense, though, don't I? No. You're telling me they couldn't get a horse? <laughs> no. Why? Because Rickon was six, Hodor was a little simple-minded, and Osha was... Osha. And King Cripple couldn't think King of Cripple wasn't other. a king at that point. It was just crippled. Well, Cripple couldn't think of it? Oh. You're no. telling me Mr. Three-Eyed Raven couldn't think of... He wasn't a Three-Eyed Raven yet. You're still telling me he couldn't have thought of a horse. They got a cart. And what do you usually have with a cart? Listen, they had Hodor. It was fine. And then Bran killed him. Listen. The saddest doorstop in history. <sighs> some people, some heroes don't wear capes. Sometimes they hold the door. Also, just just a quick shout out to YouTuber Lindsay Ellis who made a fantastic Game of Thrones analysis video. I'm going to be stealing a lot of jokes from her. And I'm you, sorry, but it was just so damn quotable, and you're so damn right. Your videos are awesome, and I love you. Go watch dear. her videos. Lindsay Ellis. I think that covers most of the intro, doesn't it, Gabby? Should we get right in? Prepare to scream. We're sorry. So like I said, like, tomato, potato. Like, yeah, he's crippled. But they could have thrown him, I don't know, in a cart attached Listen, to a horse. they had him in a cart. They didn't think about the fucking horse. They were run out of their ancestral home by a bunch of people from the No One Cares Islands. Speaking of the No One Cares Islands. Uh, yeah. Listen, Theon had a great character redemption, and I am proud of Alfie Allen and his fantabulous acting. The man deserved an Emmy. Friends then. Gabby, can the White Water Walkers swing? Swing? <laughs> Can you talk today? No, I actually just mean swing. Can they swing like Spider-Man? Not exactly. Can they fly? No. So they can't swing like Spider-Man, can't fly like Superman. Can they swim like Aquaman? No. Then why not just go to the stupid island? Because the Lord of the No One Cares Islands is a hot topic looking pirate motherfucker. Also, the islands are really small. Only one of them is inhabitable. They could have probably gone east to Essos, but that's also the entire fucking country being migrated. Do that set the entire land ablaze. Oh my. <laughs> Listen. Listen. The only thing I will give Euron Greyjoy credit for was he had the idea to take all of his men back to the Iron Islands and be like, they can't swim. 
fuck all y'all, I'm out. That was the only good thing his character has ever done on this show. No, you can't change my mind. He was like the worst character, man. He was so bad. Can we go back to the point of Hodor had to carry the child? Hodor loved Bran. He didn't mind. But don't you get annoyed with it? Like, I've seen, like, one episode and I wanted to kill Bran. He doesn't know any better. His mind is all fucked up from when Bran did the time warp. Another reason he should want him dead. (laughs) I want Bran dead just because he killed Hodor. Indirectly. Talk about it, the door stop. Get out. We're done. I'm canceling the show. <laughs> Don't insult my child in my own home. Didn't you want to buy the door stop the film? In my good Christian suburbs. Christian? Good. <laughs> suburbs? Really? Sorry, in my subpar atheist apartment complex. We're subpar with this? Listen, I'm not arguing with you about this today. Hi. How many of you missed us? Probably like, like maybe two of you. Maybe. I mean, thanks for still listening, guys. So the finale of Game of Thrones. English, beer, jangle, smoke, and other things. <laughs> was divisive at best. I have one thing to say, and one thing only. Bran! <laughs> Fucking Bran! Of all the people who have a claim to the world's most uncomfortable chair, Bran! Okay, I understand Game of Thrones is sad, but you just scream like it's Game of Loans. It is! me oh my god this i just sansa stark was robbed you can't change my mind i i i i let's let's start with bran let's start with the biggest thing coming out of this season aside from bran becoming king somehow i mean the isle essentially is handicapped already (laughs) don't need an iron throne if you've already got a chair yeah, it, it was destroyed, so they had to give it to the person that already had a chair. <laughs> I hate everything about this godforsaken finale. Can we talk about the fact that I have no clue what's going on, and yet you're still letting me do this? Yeah, because wow. you ask stupid questions, and it makes for an entertaining episode. Like, literally anyone at that point had a claim to the Iron Throne. Bran doesn't want the throne. He has never wanted the throne. He doesn't have a claim to the throne as the Three-Eyed Raven. He doesn't have a claim to anything. But no. Peter Dinklage is all like, I choose Bran. And Bran's just all like, yeah, that's right, bitches. I planned all this out from season one, episode two. Get my crown, bitches. And we're just supposed to believe that this motherfucker has been playing us this whole time? He's not that smart. He's not that smart. He's Bran. I don't care if he's some omniscient bookkeeper raven thing. Well, it's not more smart than he is. Literally anyone has a better claim to the throne. Ghost. Ghost has a better claim to the Iron Throne. The dog was robbed. Ghost was the good puppy. He finally got his pats, though, in the end, and I was very happy. So I have a question. Yes. So 
We're giving Bran too much credit here. We're acting as if he was smart enough to think with us. Yeah. I feel like the Three-Eyed Raven doesn't even know that much, and he's just like, I'm supposed to be the smart guy. Yes, I guess I gotta literally, pretend. Like, literally his exact words a season prior were, I'm the Three-Eyed Raven, I can't be Lord of anything. Like, And then he gets a king. <sighs> okay, D&D. Sure. Why the fuck not? I'm just glad that Sansa became queen in the North. She's deserving of the whole seven kingdoms, but I'm satisfied with her becoming queen in the North. It's what she deserves after the shit show of a character arc she's gotten over the last, like, two and a half seasons. I mean, of all the people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into some lore here. Stop humming the theme song, <laughs> please. <laughs> You're distracting me. <laughs> Basically, the only three people... Will you stop when I am trying to do this, please? Sorry, it's stuck in my head. Oh, keep it in your head. For fuck's sake. The only three people with a legitimate claim to the throne... Y'all are gonna hate me for this. Daenerys Targaryen, Gendry Baratheon, and Cersei Lannister. Those were the only three people with a valid, valid claim to the throne, and I'm going to tell you why. So, <laughs> basically, prior to the start of the show, the throne was usurped by Robert Baratheon after Jaime killed Daenerys' father. So by lineage and by blood right, the throne, yes, is technically hers. And she is the last Targaryen who has a claim to the throne and who wants it. I don't care what y'all say about John B. King. Yes, he would make a great king. He doesn't fucking want the throne. The only two things he's been able to say this last season are, I don't want it, and she is the queen. Like, give this man better lines. Jesus Christ. But he abdicated, he clearly states more than once in every single episode, he does not want the throne. He is legally allowed to abdicate the throne. Maester Aemon of the Night's Watch, who was also a Targaryen, abdicated the throne that's a thing you can do but just because he has a dick everybody's like we should put this man on the iron throne no stop daenerys has the claim by blood right however if we are going on the right of conquest path of who gets to get on the iron throne gendry is next up on that list the only reason he isn't on the Iron Throne right now is because he wasn't legitimized as the last living Baratheon until, like, the last, second to last episode. Maybe the third to last, I don't really remember. He wasn't legitimized until halfway through the Godforsaken season. And Cersei knew about this when she married Robert Baratheon. After he died, she knew her children had no claim to the Iron Throne because they're incest babies. They're not actually Robert's children, and I know what you're thinking. The Targaryens are so inbred. They've been fucking each other this whole time. How come it's okay for the Targaryens to do it? Honestly, I think after Robert's rebellion and supposedly all the Targaryens were wiped out, incest kind of became a no-no in Westerosi culture. So that's why. That's what I'm going with. But Cersei still knew about this. She knew that her kids didn't have a right claim. So she sought out all of Robert Baratheon's bastard children because they had a better claim to the throne than her children. 
slaughtered all of them, except Gendry, who was sent on a boat for a couple seasons and came back looking Neville Longbottom. <clears throat> and then he gets legitimized as the last living Baratheon. So this is a side note here. Yeah. Does every show need to have a Neville, a Neville Longbottom? Yes. Okay. Robin Aaron also got Neville Longbottomed, and I just, oh, oh, that was one of my favorite parts of the finale. Looking at Robert, Robin Aaron, like, oh, he got fun. What's it be? What are they? What are they drinking up in the veil other than mother's milk? I want to know. But I mean, if they're going down this route of having somebody who doesn't want to rule be on the Iron Throne, a la Jon Snow, there's literally no better candidate than Gendry. He just got legitimized as a lord ten minutes ago. He doesn't know how to fucking rule Storm's End, let alone an entire country. And his father was on the throne before it was technically usurped by the Lannisters, so by right of conquest and by blood right, it belongs to Gendry. Minus the whole usurping part of the Lannisters, however, and still going down the right of conquest line, Cersei does actually belong on the Iron Throne. And I really hate to admit it because she's a complete asshole, but she's also kind of a badass. And I love that about her. I wanted her to have a more gruesome death, but God, did I love her. By right of conquest, Baratheons take the throne from the Targaryens. Sure, fine. Cersei marries into the Baratheon family. All the Baratheons die off, all of her children die off, and Tyrion is exiled for the murder of Joffrey, which he didn't commit. The only living person left in that family is her, because at that point, Gendry hadn't been legitimized as a Baratheon. So it technically belongs to her. It honestly all depends on... Who's your favorite character? What you think the right of conquest or usurping line should be like? And who would make a better ruler? Because at this point, I don't think it's Daenerys. I think it's Sansa Stark. If we're going by personal favors, I would have picked Sansa Stark firstly and foremostly. Because she deserves it. The hell this woman has been put through. I mean, she got almost married off to the people who killed her family and then she escaped and then actually got married off to the other people who helped kill her family and very badly abused by them. Again, D&D, what the fuck? Why you gotta hurt my girl like that? And then they tried to justify her rape, which is quite possibly the worst thing they have done to Sansa's character development. Okay, now I'm getting involved. Yeah. Okay. Questions of stupidness. Go nuts. Let's start here. What are the laws on rape in this? Basically, is there none? It's a bad thing if you're, <coughs> excuse me, if you're a commoner, because the people on the Night's Watch, they're the outcasts, they're the bastard children, they're the rapists, they're the murderers, they're the thieves. Yeah. But when Ramsay Bolton does it, no one bats an eye. When the highborns of the country do it, no one bats an eye. When King Ares did it to his own goddamn sister wife, nobody batted an eye. And it just... First of all, she didn't deserve to have her character development completely shattered in a single episode. Second of all, basically, Sansa's character development tells us that in order to be a boss, a girl boss, you need to have some kind of justifiable trauma and become this cold-hearted bitch, which yeah. is so stupid. Her exact, not her exact words, but her, one of her lines to the Hound was, if it hadn't been for Joffrey and Ramsay and all the other people... I'd still be a little bird in King's Landing, like, bitch. 
what happened to you was not okay. You don't need to justify it in any way. I so I have something just to throw in as a sidebar. Those of you who care, we are approaching Halloween. Gabby was already a star this Halloween. Yes. And she looked fabulous. Also, I got to play with the knife. It's a fake knife, guys. But it was fun. Can't exactly bring a real knife onto campus. Yeah. But you know, like you do. Just how it was a great it was a great night. I guess we get to do it again next week for Coffee House, or I guess it was a week. Yeah, considering it's Monday. Yeah, Gabby, can I play with the knife again? Maybe. You guys can ask Gabby. I have cool knife tricks, right, Gabby? You do. Yeah. Okay, back to it. Anywho, so that's that's my whole thing with the throne. Like Tyrion also would have been a good choice if his character development hadn't been subsequently shot in the face in the last like seven or eight episodes. Cause he did used to be the smartest character on the show. He was the voice of reason. And then the writers gave him the stupid juice. It, <clears throat> Everybody's ready to do some treason on Daenerys just because somebody else has a dick and has a more powerful claim to the throne. Like really? You're going to be a part of that Tyrion? <clears throat> right. And also if they hadn't given him the stupid juice, he could have very well been on the throne right now. I would have loved to see Tyrion on the throne. I know my dad would have loved to see Tyrion on the throne. Shout out to dad. Hi, dad. <laughs> Thank you for the vegetables and the corn <laughs> and the blueberries. Thank you for adopting me, technically. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, Gabby and I live together, but we consider each other's families to be related. She loves my auntie. I enjoy her parents. And the older siblings. Yeah. The younger one. She's nice. She's, okay. she's nice when she wants to be, but I've heard her scream and scary. Can I? Yeah. <clears throat> if we're going into fan favorites for the throne, though, Leanna Mormon. 100%. If she had lived, RIP Leanna Mormon. She came in like a boss and she went out like a boss, and Olena Tyrell would be proud. But God, I would have loved to see her on the Iron Throne. Like, talk about a girl boss. Her and Elena Tyrell are the most kick-ass female characters ever. You can't change my mind. How about you go on with some of our theories from... No, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> There's more ranting to do here. And most of that is about Daenerys, who is also a girl boss, but also kind of a tyrant who did some war crimes. It's... It's bad. I just... Say, I it, say it with me, kids. <clears throat> Foreshadowing is not character development. If they had another full season, if this season was a full season, plus another full season, it would have made a lot more sense. But in the span of an episode and a half, another one of her dragons dies, her best friend gets beheaded, people are doing treason on her, and her nephew no longer wants to fuck her, with good reason. John is technically a Targaryen, but he was raised a Stark. Incest is a no-no in his mind. And first of all, the stupidity of the bells meaning surrender is new because the bells—they've never meant surrender. They rang when John Aaron died. They rang when the king died. They rang when the city was under siege during the Battle of the Blackwater. They don't mean surrender. But she got triggered by them anyway. Did not make a beeline for the Red Keep. 
just so we're clear. She could have made a straight line on a dragon, took off Cersei's head herself, but she didn't. She burned an entire city to the ground along with thousands of innocent people when she said, not seven episodes earlier, and I quote, I am not here to be queen of the ashes. And yet, her house of the undying vision came true. It wasn't snow, it was ash. The ashes of the millions of people she burned alive because she was pissed off. I mean... And then wearing Nazi clothes and speaking in a foreign language was just like, we're going to liberate the entire world. And everybody's just like, uh, hold up. You good there, Danny? And yes, I get it. She's a Targaryen. She's inbred. Her dad went mad. And there were pieces of foreshadowing in earlier seasons saying that she was probably going to go a little cuckoo You don't go zero to 80 in an episode and a half. David, Dan, my dudes, what the fuck? She, I would have taken a full episode of Daenerys being a tyrant on the throne than have her get stabbed to death by the man she loves not halfway through the final episode. Because that does not do her justice. She has spent her life being molested and raped and abused by other people and fought for her power. And then she gets killed by the man she loves, like... In a moment of intimacy, who the hell do you think you are? I, I will die mad about that. She didn't deserve that death. She didn't deserve that character arc. I stand with Daenerys Targaryen. Jesus H. Christ. And then just the whole thing with the Battle of Winterfell. You were there with me watching it. You knew I held my breath for 90 straight minutes. That episode was bomb as hell. I loved it. Battle strategy was a little stupid in hindsight. But Arya. Arya. I screamed so loud. That's my baby girl. She killed... I, in the span of 12 hours, this little girl got some hot blacksmith dick and took out an entire army of ice zombies single-handedly. Like, whomst. Can, can I wife her up? Like, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. My only issue with all that is the crypt. Everybody's like, putting the women and children in the crypts is a stupid idea because there's dead people down there. <clears throat> it's not the worst idea in theory. In practice, it is also not the worst idea. It was actually a good idea. Because we have seen in previous episodes, or previous episode, when they brought a White Walker to King's Landing, they had it in a fucking wooden box. It couldn't bust out of a wooden box. And now all of a sudden, the undead corpses of the Stark family can bust through tons of concrete? How does that make any sense whatsoever? Go ahead. Also, so I have a question here. Yeah. This is about White Walkers. Yes. White Walkers are usually formed through, like, a fresh... Death. Basically, yeah. Most of the Starks in there have been... They've been dead for a good long time. So how are they turning to White Walkers? They're still dead. I mean, basically anything that's dead is fair game. But it's probably just skeletons. Most of them were, yeah. Skeletons with clothes. Yeah, so my question here is, like, that's just bone. How is bone getting through concrete? That's what I'm saying. Like, if it couldn't get through a wooden crate in the last season, now you expect me to believe that just because they're Starks, they can bust through concrete? 
that's so stupid. Putting the women and children in the crypt is, in logicality, one of the safest things to do, because white walkers and whites are not supposed to bust through fucking concrete, let alone wood. Can we go back to the fact that they're bone? It just- That should shatter! It makes, it makes zero sense for- <clears throat> any of that to happen. And I get why some of y'all are pissed off because they got put in a corner when the zombies came out and that whole situation. But it wasn't stupid to begin with because they should have been safe if the writers had remembered to write. D&D kind of forgot about all of their past storylines. T-B-Q-H. Also, I'm just a little pissed off about Miss Sande's death because she was the only black woman left on that show and they, they fucking put her in change and chains and beheaded her. Are you kidding me? That no. 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 Let's not forget the most infamous moment. <laughs> when Danny kinda forgot about the Iron Fleet. Bitch, she was talking about the Iron Fleet like 20 minutes earlier. And you mean to tell me that from around a cave corner or a mountainside or wherever the hell that is, Euron managed to get three million dollar shots on one dragon, but completely missed Daenerys several times when she was right in front of them. I get that the plot armor is strong, but how? How did they get three million to one shots without Daenerys seeing them from around a mountainside? I... Also, the dragons have proven to be pretty smart. Yeah. How did they dog? Honestly. It's a tiny thing. Honestly. Well, not really tiny, but they've dodged them before. Yeah. <laughs> In short, the acting was great, the cinematography was great, the music was beautiful, as always. Thank you, Ramin Jawadi, for being the saving grace of this season. The writing was terrible, and it ruined the final season of Game of Thrones and the overall story in general. You killed Daenerys' character arc, you killed Jamie's character arc. The poor bastard finally got rid of Cersei, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I don't care about the people of King's Landing, I don't care about Cersei. Like, don't hurt my baby like that. Also, they got crushed to death by rock. But also didn't, because in the next episode, most of the castle was still standing above them. Like, yeah. if they had moved three feet to the left, they would have been fine. Like, I was waiting for Jamie to kill Cersei. That was one of the big theories surrounding this final season, was that part of Benny the Frog's prophecy was that the little brother was going to kill her, and... You know, she thought it was Tyrion this whole time, but signs pointed to Jamie. So when he was walking back in the King's Landing, showing his golden hand, trying to get in, honest to God, I thought he was going in there to kill her. I mean. And they would kill each other. They obviously went out of the world together as planned, but not like that, man. <laughs> Ugh, give, give it a little poetry. Give it a little sass, you know? <laughs> That's not the only theory that went down the drain. Obviously the biggest one, the biggest one was Bran becoming the Night King. I wanted that so bad. I wanted it so bad. For a hot second during the long night when the Night King's standing in front of Bran, I really thought that he wasn't gonna like pull out his sword to kill him. I thought he was gonna pull his sword out and then like kneel or something. And I would have just been like, oh, Bran is the true villain of the series. Let's fucking go. And then Arya killed him and I still screamed out of joy because she's my child, but. Ah, there, there was so much evidence to support it. And then Arya comes in and kills the big bad with three episodes left in the season. And that's that. 
no more Night King. John never became the Night King. There wasn't a lot of evidence to support that one, but it was a theory. Uh, oh my god. Arya didn't do much this season other than kill the Night King. Yeah. And just show off her skills. Like, she trained at a faceless assassin school and didn't use any of her face-swapping skills at all. Like, I... One of the other theories was that Arya was going to kill Cersei with somebody's face. Possibly Jamie's face, just to make that prophecy come true. And it never happened. She just showed off her badass fighting skills, which I'm not complaining. But nothing else. Nothing. He gave her nothing to do except kill the big bad. Yeah. Like, she deserved a little better. You know one theory that did come true, though? That I was super pumped about, regardless of how stupid it was. Huh, was it the one that you were screaming last time? Cue the air horns, people. We're talking about Clegane Bowl. It was, it was all fan service. It was just pure fan service. But God, was it beautiful. And nobody won. Like, there wasn't a winner, which was what I was kind of expecting, but also I was really sad because the mountain can't die at this point. He's already basically undead. So the hound throws them both over the edge of a crumbling castle into the fire pit below. End of Clegane Bowl. But oh my God, I cried. I cried like a bitch. I was so upset, but also proud. Good for him. He finally got his revenge. He had a good character arc. It was time. Oh my god, it was painful. But just watching him just like repeatedly stab him in the face and him not dying and him being like, fucking die! That was funny as shit. Such, such a great comedic relief in the midst of Danny doing war crimes. <sighs> and then the rest of it happened. So we know how the TV show ends. Now comes the biggest problem. When the fuck is George R. R. Martin releasing the next book? Because there's still two books left in the original series. I just, whenever these books are gonna come out, they better have a different fucking ending. Or else Gabby's gonna, <laughs> or I'm gonna lose it. Like a lot of the stuff that's happened in the show from like mid season five onward, it's it's probably not gonna match up with the books. Shireen's death, I don't know if that's still gonna happen, but she's still alive in the books. I really hope she doesn't die because she's a sweet angel. If she does die, don't fucking set her on fire, please, because that was that was gruesome to watch and hear. Hodor's still alive. He and Bran are still traveling at this point in the books. John is dead in the books. Hopefully he stays dead because clearly resurrecting him from the dead for him to realize he's the Targaryen and a rightful heir to the throne only for him to just wind up going back to the Night's Watch at the end and joining the Free Folk like being a Targaryen means jack shit is stupid. It is. So unless you're going to make him a Targaryen and you're going to let him have also, this big fight with Danny, yeah, you don't this, bring it back you, to the dead. You pointed this out for me, right? Hodor and Bran, we don't know that Bran's the reason for Hodor being Hodor. Not in the books. Okay, well, George, if you are listening... Just make it a little cleaner, because that reveal, honestly... Either make it cleaner, or here's the better one. Don't make me hate Bran even more, <laughs> and don't let him be the cause of his death. Literally. Like, that reveal was just... That was the only scene in the entire show, with the exception of, like, the last three minutes of Clicking Bowl, that actually made me cry. 
And like I didn't even really cry during the game bowl. I like you can explain. Like I teared up a bit during the game bowl, but the whole Hoda reveal just made me sob. And I just stopped watching for a couple days. I was so upset. But basically, show-wise, we learn it's a little jagged getting there, but it still makes sense that when Bran goes back in time to look at things, if he stays too long, he can fuck things up. And, Clearly. Yeah, and in this instance, he stays a little too long. Young Hodor sees him and basically sees his future and his death, starts having a seizure, hears his death and his future going on. All he can hear is hold the door. So all young Hodor can say is hold the door, which eventually just molds into Hodor. And it hurt so bad. The baby. Just, just the music, the cinematography. Oh my God, I can't. The baby. I can't, my boy. So if you're going to do that in the books, make it a little cleaner, but also don't. Don't let him die. Please. I will literally shit myself. One of the other big things we're waiting to happen in the books is basically what's happening with Daenerys. Because at this point in the novels, she's still Marine, I think. She's not doing much. Tyrion has a completely different character arc in the story, which should have been in the show. But it wasn't. One very crucial moment was eliminated from the TV show that sets off Tyrion's character arc in the books. And that's the Taisha confection. Confection. Fuck. Confession. I can't fucking talk today either. But basically, we know both bookwise and showwise that Tyrion was previously married to a woman named Taisha, who was quote unquote. Where do they get these names? I don't know. She was quote unquote taken from him, gang raped, and then sent on her way. And Tyrion's father and Jamie told him that she had left him because she was really just a prostitute and she didn't actually love him, blah, blah, blah. As Jamie is helping Tyrion escape after he kills Tywin, or before he kills Tywin, this is what sets him off to kill Tywin, Jamie finally tells him the truth that Tysha did actually love him, but Tywin was just a cunt. And everything. Tyrion knew about it was a lie. And he becomes so enraged that he kills his father, obviously, and he kills Shay, runs off to Essos, and he intends to meet with Daenerys Targaryen with this vengeful mindset, which if this had been in the show, it would have made more sense for her going batshit crazy. Because Tyrion in the show is her sense of like guidance and morality. Tyrion in the books is hell-bent on pretty much burning Westeros alive because he's so pissed off at what happened. And that just, that would have made so much more sense in the show. And they didn't do it. And I'm a little upset. But in the books, that could still happen. Daenerys going crazy with Tyrion at her side because of Tyrion could still very well happen. And I, I look forward to that possibility because that, I don't know. I would, I would love to see death and destruction at Tyrion's hand. The man deserves it. <laughs> he deserves a little revenge scheme. And the biggest issue with all this is the theory that Tyrion is a Targaryen. In the show, it wasn't obviously confirmed, even though the dragon still had three heads, and Tyrion got to pet the dragon in season six. Dragon. The wagon. But in the books, he's described as platinum blonde with mixed colored eyes, which is basically the sign of the Targaryen bloodline. Oh my gosh, you're going be so cute. What? What if he got his own dragon? We were hoping that for the final season, and it didn't happen because oh, Viserion died, and it sucked. That was going to be his dragon, wasn't it? Probably. <laughs> but his mother, Joanna, was also a handmaiden to 
Daenerys's mother, Rhaella. And Ares kind of had a thing for her. Supposedly he had his way with her a couple of times, which again, pretty fucked up. But that could be the reason that Tywin is so pissed off that Tyrion is his son. Because he always says, you're not my son, you are no son of mine. And it could just be because he's a dwarf, but it also could be because Tyrion isn't actually his. And he knows it. And he loves dragons. Tyrion, even in the show, he's like, I've always wanted a dragon. It's the coolest fucking thing. There's also three dragon heads. Again, three dragon heads. But scientifically, it also would make a lot of sense being how inbred the Targaryens are and Tyrion being a dwarf and kind of ugly, supposedly, in the books. It would make a lot of sense. There's also a moment in Dance of Dragons where a red priest, I can't remember this exactly, he sees something in a fire about Tyrion and dragons. I forget exactly what it is. But that's also a clue. Still waiting for it. Basically, I'm tired. I hated the finale. I want new material that doesn't come from archive of our own or YouTube. YouTube. Because people are putting together better endings for the show than the showrunners did. And you're probably thinking, well, you know, it's been going on for eight seasons. They probably just wanted to move on to other projects and some shit. You'd be goddamn right. But here's the thing. George R. R. Martin himself, along with HBO, gave them the green light for at least 10 seasons. Each with 10 episodes, which is basically a full season by HBO standards. Why didn't they do it, you ask? Because they got bought by Disney. Not necessarily bought by Disney as in Disney owns them now, but there's a new Star Wars trilogy coming up in the hopefully distant future. And they are now writing it for a small loan of like a billion dollars or something like that. They got paid so much goddamn money to write this new trilogy. They wrapped up Game of Thrones very hurriedly, didn't put a lot of thought into it, and now we're here. It just... The slap in the face was when The Bells and The Iron Throne got nominated for writing Emmys and directing Emmys. That was the biggest fucking slap in the face. As someone who is a writer and wants to write for television, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Someone who has no connection to that stuff. That hurt. That bothered. It basically just said to us, like, it doesn't matter if the writing is good as long as it makes you rich. Which should not be the case at all. The writing should be good. If you're going to subvert some goddamn expectations, put a little background into it. If you're going to put in some shock value, do it in small doses. Because that's what made the show great. The subversion of fantasy tropes with the occasional dose of shock value, i.e. Ned Stark. He's an honorable and just man. He's perfectly fit to be king. He's pretty close to being the damn king. He gets his head chopped off in the ninth episode of the first season. It's shocking. It's crazy. And it subverts the expectation that we think he's going to be king like his Lord of the Rings counterpart, Aragorn. That's right. Aragorn. Sean Bean's counterpart in Lord of the Rings is not himself. He's already dead in Lord of the Rings. Sean Bean gets Sean Bean. 
And that's the that's the internet exploding in a nutshell. You can hear it in the distance from 2011. Holy shit, they killed the main character. What is going on? It's this was what made the show famous. It's also Sean Bean. Also, it's Sean Bean. Like if you if you don't watch movie and TV religiously and you don't study it, you I already knew. I knew from the moment his face appeared on screen, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna die. It's gonna be gruesome. <laughs> R.A.P. to Sean Bean and you're not even dead yet. Like, come on. Although he is taking, he's not taking any more roles where he dies, which I find hilarious. But also, sir, <laughs> good sir, you're breaking your own law. You can't do that, but you also can. I just, I have a lot of feelings. I have so many feelings about this episode or this show. I just, it was built on brilliance. It was written with brilliance and a little bit of stupidity, but mostly brilliance, which later just got drawn out into more stupidity than brilliance. And I just, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I was watching it, being in the moment, watching it, Fucking loved it. Love being a part of the journey. I love wondering what's going to happen next without having it already be spoiled online, i.e. the Red Wedding. But then once the episode ends, it's just like, what the f- Wait, what? How does this make any sense? Looking back on it, rewatching it. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. There's There are videos on YouTube of people coming up with better endings, and it just it goes to show how money can really, really mess up a show that started out so good. And you can't just say it's because the writers got lazy. The writers get lazy on every single show. Look at The Sopranos. The Sopranos ended mid-sixth season. There were still a lot of empty ties and a lot of unanswered questions. But The Sopranos has one of the most infamous endings in TV history. And it makes so much sense. And it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. The show is gorgeous and I highly recommend it. They got tired too, but they wrapped up the show in a way that made sense. Unlike Westworld, there is an episode of Westworld that they had to redo because someone on Reddit or a couple people on Reddit figured out the plot twist they were going to give away. So they changed the episode before it was even released. And that episode, I think, is one of the worst rated episodes in the show. You can't just be shocking for the sake of outsmarting the audience. Believe me when I say it is much more satisfying to be right than to be shocked. This is going to sound really crazy, but Steven Universe is actually the best example of this. The whole Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond theory. I'll go over all of this in a whole different episode. But the theory died after a little while when Ru- one of the rubies was like, eh, I saw Pink Diamond or I saw Rose Quartz kill Pink Diamond. That was the end of it. But people still held on to the theory because there was a lot of evidence to support it. They had already guessed the ending. Rebecca Sugar knew this. She didn't change it. She went with the theory that was planned. Rose Quartz was revealed to be Pink Diamond. And it was so goddamn satisfying that the show spiked in popularity and views and watches. And then Pink Diamond was revealed to be kind of a massive cunt, but, you know, grain of salt. Basically, I'm tired. Anything to add? (sighs) 
<laughs> I mean, many of you know I don't keep up with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I ask my questions. I grab a horse, guys. Toss the brand. I didn't think about it. I feel like that would be my first thought. And David thought, and Dan kind of forgot that horses exist. And then there's me. You know, it's a good thing I'm not in this show. <laughs> You'd just be shitting on it the whole time. You'd win the Iron Throne in like two episodes. Because people would find you so annoying. They'd be like, here, take it. Just I'm putting out their stupidities. I'm sorry, we're not going to throw him in a cart and do this chariot style? Okay. No! He could become a warrior then. Just attach a pointy stick to him. No. That's not how it works. I can't, y'all. I mean, what's what's your opinion on all this, man? Like, I didn't keep up with it much, but their endings. Like, you guys obviously clearly rushed the job. Next time, just take a second. Take a thought. Like, I understand people, you didn't want everyone to know the ending. Yeah. But, like, but it's okay. That just shows again, people are interested. Again, it's more up. satisfying being right than it is being shocked. And given the fact that we are in the digital age where we have Tumblr and Reddit and Twitter, people get the endings to shit all the time. You cannot stop it. Fan theory and metacognitive thinking is a part of the whole process. you yeah. got to leave some wonder and some room for theorization. Yeah. It's great being right. I love being right. I hate having one of my favorite characters turn into a war criminal in the span of an episode and a half because her genes are a time bomb or whatever the fuck that excuse is. You had the green light for a full episode or a full season. You had the green light for a couple full seasons. Yeah. But Disney offered you money. Yeah. Just... Fuck Disney. I'm sorry. I, I can't with Disney anymore. The whole cash grabs and copyright reclaimment and the buying of everything in sight is crazy. It's, it's batshit crazy. It could have been so much better. Honestly, the best possible ending and the most logical ending isn't for someone to end up on the Iron Throne. It's for the White Walkers to win. Yeah. And... There's an episode of film theory that went into this detailing why the White Walkers should win. And basically the whole themes of Game of Thrones is like power and family and money. Nobody gives a shit about the White Walker threat except Jon Snow until like the middle of season five. Not even like the end of season five. They've been too busy with their petty squabbling and fighting over this uncomfortable chair why they haven't they been they time? haven't been listening to the threats and they haven't been preparing. If it's such an uncomfortable chair, why do people want it? Because it looks cool. And they kind of put like a comfier like seat in it? No. It's <laughs> definitely not. Why? <laughs> like they should have won. If nobody gives a shit until the middle of season five, they're not prepared enough to take on this threat. They should have all been annihilated. Like I don't care how good Arya Stark is. They all should have been annihilated. The White Walkers should have won. They should have turned everyone into a fucking corpse zombie. So, another question. Why is why did they have to go with the tradition of you kill the head, you kill the 
the I don't know. Like, that would have been cool to see the Night King die and then be like, ah, uh, we still got to deal with all this. We can't make more, but um, we need to get rid of what we got. We still have a problem here. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like the whole Eye of Sauron thing. It's basically... Kill the head, you kill them. You kill the head, you kill the rest of them. Which, in theory, yeah, that kind of makes sense considering a lot of the Whites and the White Walkers are a hive mind. There was the moment at the Hard Home incident where John killed a general White Walker and a couple of the corpses around them kind of died. Yeah. It just, I don't know. <laughs> Could have been better. One of the theories I saw was that John tries to kill the Night King with like dragon glass or something and it doesn't work. But using Bran, the Night King tries to make a deal because John killed one of the generals. This is one of the unsolved questions of Game of Thrones. The first one was the spiral that all the White Walkers were making that were supposed to be attached to the Weirwood tree, but they never got around to it. The second one was what happened with Craster's babies. All of these babies were sent off to the White Walkers and became part of the army. Supposedly, these babies probably turned into the generals. So this theory that I saw on YouTube was like, John killed a general. John killed one of the Night King's babies. So now the only way to stop the Night King is an equivalent exchange. John has to give him one of his kids. Which makes so much more fucking sense. It's stupid, but it makes more sense. I'm cool with that. Honestly. Well, guys, <laughs> we've ranted as far as we can, and by we, I mean Gabby. Basically, White Walker should have won. Humanity should have started over. D&D, you suck. Alfie Allen, I love you. Leanna Mormont should have been on the Iron Throne. Sansa Stark deserved better. So did Daenerys. And on my side, horses exist. <laughs> Hodor was a sweetheart. He didn't deserve to die. Nope. Branded, but you know. Branded. <laughs> God, he's oh my god, he did. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Screen Queens, guys. Once again, it is Gabby and T. Thanks so much, and we'll see you around.